Welcome back to Cole America. Oh, I'm Chris Coleman uh, up early this morning to record. I want to explain. I had talked to the greatest producer in the history of anything, James Green, and told him I was going to record yesterday. He replied back, fingers crossed. I hope so. And I was like, yeah. And of course, the neighbors uh, beside me, the restaurant, <laughs> 1225, had their DJ banging, rattling the walls. Yes, the city put in a noise ordinance. Yes, you're not supposed to be able to hear it 30 feet away from... If you hear it 30 feet away from your interest, you can be fined or shut down or whatever. Uh, they don't care. They don't care about laws. Uh, today's going to be a little different. Because before I get into the actual sports world... I'm going to stay along this topic. If y'all have not seen it, uh, a couple of our city councilmen, Lee Busby, who is over the strip, that's his area, that's his district, uh, and uh, Councilman Fail, who is over down around Skyline and stuff, are the ones that are mainly, uh, they, they have proposed that the bars close at midnight Instead of 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Obviously, we do not agree. Uh, and the main reason we do not agree is because it's an idiotic, stupid idea. There is zero positives as to why this should happen. And I know what you're thinking. No, there's some positives. You just don't want to see it. No, there's really not. There's really not. And I'm going to go through a few of the reasons uh, we're going to start out with the the financial, the economics. And I did not get the final report from the ABLA, uh, Alabama Beverage License Association, to see the exact numbers. Uh, but what we did was we asked about five bars to figure up their sales and then figure up what they did from midnight till closing time every night for a calendar year and you could easily pull your 2020 numbers and look at those and go well we closed at 11 then you know kind of look at that here's the thing uh rounders alone i did get things rounders alone one bar was right at a million dollars from midnight to close one of the council actually said i mean how much business could they do after midnight well buddy Thank you for letting us know that you have absolutely no idea what is going on in your town. Oh, you're at home in bed, so how would you know? Right. So why are you speaking on an issue that you are so ignorant of? And I'm talking about every one of them. Nobody from the council, nobody from UA, nobody, nobody that makes decisions is ever down here. Talk to us. We'll tell you what's going on. I'll tell you 1225 is a problem. I'll tell you that they break laws consistently. I'll tell you that they don't care. The last time that I spoke to their owner, Jay, they were in violation of the queuing. And Jay yells, hey, everybody's got to move. You can't be in front of their business because that man's racist. Now that him, I went... I went, Jay, you're an idiot. I went, half these people are white. 
<laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And he walks over and he goes, what'd you say to me? I went, why are you talking to me? <laughs> I looked at him and I went, Jay, this is the eight million time that we're doing this. He goes, it's going to be nine million because y'all can't stop me. And I, I just laughed and I went, this city's going to get rid of you eventually. I went, maybe when you have another shooting. And I went, by the way, I saw your little interview. I was like, that you did? I was like, you said you were the, uh, as the only boy that caters to, to minorities. Black, I was like, and that you're the only minority owner on the strip. I was like, yeah, uh, black's not the only minority, sir. He owns how Mexican have Iranian. I'm not exactly sure what Edgar at Sideline is, but he's brown. I was like, I was like, you're not the only one. You are the only one that's consistently a liar and breaking the law. But every time the city goes to him, he calls them racist. He screams racism every time, no matter what. Unique and rounders, they're allowed to sell to go beer, and I'm not. That's racist. Exact words. And I went, no. We have a lounge license. You have a restaurant license. Those are two different licenses that come with different laws. I was like, oh, you're allowed to be all ages. I, at minimum, would be 19 and up. Unique, we're 21 and up. But that's our choice. It's like, you know why? Not racism, because it's a freaking law for a license that we applied for, that you applied for. Hmm. Anyway, if they would, and so the councilman said because they have to keep so many officers down here on the strip that there aren't any in his district representing Hill. Oh, okay. Is that it? That's what's going on? Clowns. Uh, economics is where I started. And uh, Obviously, they would take a huge hit. For those of you that don't know, the the liquor tax does not go to a general fund. The liquor tax goes directly to fund TPD and the fire department for the liquor tax. That's 7%. Okay? These are two things that are crucial to any and every city, every infrastructure in the world... And here in town, they are underfunded, underbudgeted. They do not get anywhere near what they deserve. And you're looking to do anything that will cut money from them? That's ridiculous. Mm. Tuscaloosa Police right now are 56 officers underneath the number that they, they need. It takes a couple of years to train an officer. Oh, you didn't know that. You thought it was like you know, Andy Griffith where you raise your right hand and they swear you in as a deputy. No, two years. Why the city won't pull their license? I don't know. You got to go ask you know, Mr. Mayor or uh, ask Walt. Ask one of the councilmen why they won't do it. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, the second thing uh, is that as as we saw during the pandemic when they did change our hours, it really affected restaurants more than it did bars. Because <laughs> not all restaurants, certain ones are going to get theirs. 
but it really affected restaurants because a lot of people skip going out to dinner just to hurry up and get to the bar. And there, this, this is this a lot of restaurants. Another aspect of that is uh, you've got a lot of restaurants here that cater to late night food, whether it be Waffles, Taco Bell, or some of the others. That's where they, because then they're not competing with every restaurant in town. They're just, you know, really late night. That's where they're hitting it. All right. Well, if you go by Waffle House, you know, 30 minutes after closing, 2.30, 3.30, depending on what night, it's packed. It's ridiculously packed. You don't want to go in there. You don't want to be in there. Does it, what is it Yogi Berra said? Nobody goes there anymore because it's too packed. It's too crowded. Nobody goes there anymore. That's how I feel about it. But if you close at midnight and you back that up, if you go back by there, if you go back by there now, around you know four o'clock, four thirty, it's empty. There's nobody there. It's you know, completely empty. So back that up. Now you're looking at midnight. So twelve thirty busy. Two o'clock empty. Okay. That company is not going to continue to pay employees to just sit there, whether it be cooks, managers, you know, waitresses, whoever, to just sit there for five, six, seven hours while they wait on the breakfast crowd to come in. They'll close. They did during the pandemic. At like 1 a.m., they closed, then they reopened at like 7. Those are hours that you're taking away from residents of Tuscaloosa. That's money you're taking away from residents of Tuscaloosa. And in, in restaurants also, you have seen worldwide, but here, all I care about is here. I'm not, I don't look at worldwide numbers. I don't look at numbers in Alabama. I look at Tuscaloosa because this is what I care about. You know, it's, it's local. It's immediate. You've seen restaurants have a hard time hiring employees. <clears throat> finding people that want to work there in you know, service industry. Which is our fault. Not ours. Not mine. Yeah, y'all's. But <laughs> not really not any of y'all that I know of other listen. But you heard people tell me, oh, I'm not tipping. Get a real job. Get a real job. Get a real job. And they went, and this generation went, okay, I will. And then you went, you started screaming going, hey, why does it take so long to get my food? Well, I have four servers and there's, uh, you know, 200 tables. Yeah, it's... Sorry. It's going to be a minute. But you've already seen them have a hard time hiring and finding people. If you do this, but one of the perks, one of the reasons people will go to work in restaurants rather than a bar is young people like to have a nightlight. They like to be able to go out. Well, most of the restaurants close around 10 p.m. And you get out around out of there around 11 to 11.30. And then you can go and you can unwind for a few hours before you go home. And you can hang out with your, 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 your staff. And they do. That goes away. Because by the time you get out of there, everybody's closing. And so when they realize that if they work, they're not even going to be able to go out at all. What? They're not even going to apply for those jobs. Uh, here's another one. If you didn't know, uh, let's talk about crime. Well, Cohen, let's, let's look at here. I mean, come on. Bars are bad, right? Bars are bad. 
The peak hours for climb in Tuscaloosa is from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. After that, the next two hours, it would be 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Those are stats you can look up yourself. Back check if you want, but I'm telling you. The hours that the bars are open, crime goes down. What? No. No. Yeah, you know why? Because there's not a whole lot to do in this town. We give them something to do. They're going out. They're hanging out. We have security. We have we have set rules. Yeah, you know, we they know yeah, it's not gonna happen here. We don't allow it. Now the fact that the restaurant next door, yeah, they'll probably have some crime going on, but they ain't gonna report it. And they ain't see anything. They don't know anything. When that shooting happened and that girl got killed, I promise you, ninety five percent of the people that were there and that know them, they know everything that happened. And nobody talks. Mm. They declined interviews for those. They wouldn't even talk about it. Okay. You want, you want me to just tell you? I called the police on them that night. Because they were in violation of queuing. At 11.47 p.m., the police were called. And one officer showed up. And when he got down here, I I showed him. He saw it. He went and talked to him. Made the line move a little bit. That was it. And so I was like, no, the law specifically says they get ticketed and shut down. And he said, "I, I can't do that. He goes, that's not us. That's code enforcement. And I went, no, sir. That's TPD. And he goes, no, I went, I went, I know. I sat through like 30 meetings for this. I was like, I know. And I was like, you're wrong. And he goes, goes, well, I'm not going to do it. And I went, okay, well, I'm going to go email the mayor and the chief. And then he got mad. And he goes, what? Like I was threatening him. I went, no, 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 no. You need to know. They've asked me. Every time that something like this happens, they ask me to let them know. And so I will. I was like, and I'm going to send them videos. Because this is affecting my business. I don't really care what any business does inside their building. Until you affect mine, then I care. So I did. Now that officer didn't show up until about 12.10, 12.15. And around, I'd have to look. But around 12.20, 12.30. That's whenever, uh, that's whenever I, I emailed him again. But the pictures and videos from 11.45 before midnight, uh, everybody that was involved in that shooting, they were in line, the VIP line. Those are his VIPs. The VIP line in front of my building. Had they been shut down, and those people never even would have got in. There you go. Mm. There it is. Now, I don't know why that officer chose not to do it. I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's one man. Let's give him. Let's hold on. We don't know what all's going on around town. We know how extremely understaffed they are, and he was the only officer. We're talking about a place that does not care about fire code. We're talking about a place who <laughs> who's, 
who literally had the fire marshal, uh, fire marshal Stein and the police chief stand at their front door the first home game last year, and they were caught letting more people in the back door because they just don't care. <laughs> it's that was the night they did get shut down. That was the first home game last year. But they do not care about your laws. And if you call them out on it, you're racist. So there you are. Um, but that officer was unable to do it. And that, uh, yeah, I hate that situation that we're in. That whole defund the police crap that a lot of y'all talked about. Yeah, you're idiots. Now we need to build the police up, give them more, and give them more money. Same as teachers. Two most valuable parts of our infrastructure society are so underpaid. And the last gangsters left, known as the government, are the cause of all of it because they're the ones paying all of them. To be a teacher, you have to go to college. You have to have an, a, a, a degree. Yes. Yes, obviously. you got to know what you're teaching. I don't know how some of them, honestly, that I know got out of college, but I think they cheated. Uh, <laughs> but either way, but they they have a college degree. Okay. Well, a lot of them didn't have the money to go to college. And, and if this is a noble job, you're raising and teaching the youth of America, the next generation. That's what the responsibility you're taking on. So they had to borrow money because they chose that professor, profession. They had to borrow money to get the degree. Well, the only place you can borrow money from is the government. You can't go to a bank and get a loan and stuff. They don't. That's not allowed. You, know, you can't do that. So you borrow money from the government to take a job working for the government and the government doesn't pay you enough to pay them, them back for about 20 years. What, why? What drives people to want to be in this field? Mm. My mother was a teacher. I am out of my aunts, my grandmother. Yeah, a lot of my family. I get it. But the fact that, that people do this, I think, is amazing. Um, I've got, I'm going to continue to go on tangents, yeah, as long as I talk about all this. But anyway, I have a lot of issues with the government. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid the way it's run. Um, the the police is where I was at with this, and uh, we had a meet. They have a committee. They have a committee that uh, is discussing these proposed hours right now, and we had about 23, 25 members of ABLA go down to the committee meeting. A couple of them spoke to explain everything. I'll give you another one. The housing people. I don't know what they're called. All the landlords in Tuscaloosa, they have like their own committee. <clears throat> they're against this. You know why? Because in 2020, all the house parties, and that's what's going to happen. That, that Let's just be real. They're not going home and going to bed and going to study. They're, gonna, they're having house parties. All right? 
they have more property damage in 2020 than any two years put together. Yeah, they they it it got destroyed. On top of that, so they have to fix it. You know, they have to fix all of it. They don't want to do that. Also, the reason our university continues to grow, a lot of it is because of the party school image, the 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 bar scene. If kids stop coming, they have a lot of empty apartments. They don't want to see that. Midnight would be the earliest any bar closes of any college town that be you know, in the southeast for sure. Or that I know of. Mm. The safety aspect of it is unreal how bad they would make it. Gas stations already police have to go to and have problems at close the times because people are still going in to buy beer. Now more people will be going because it's only midnight, it's not two thirty. It's not two AM. Yeah, uh, the uh, police chief Brent Blakeney, who I have the most respect for, uh, I absolutely love this man. Uh, he he will work with you, and he will work to do the right thing. He doesn't pull punches. He's not a politician. He's going to talk to you straight up and down, and I love that. He uh, he actually spoke at the committee and told them this is a nightmare scenario because breaking up all the house parties all over town. They don't have the manpower to do it. You think they're understaffed now? Wait, if they do this, oh my goodness, there's no way they handle it. Uh, talking about going to the gas station, all that. His recommendation: no closing time. The complete opposite. What? Why? Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. See, y'all forget that I'm old. No, no, y'all know how old I am. Because a lot of y'all are around my age. We worked in the bars and there was no closing down. You didn't have to tell everybody to go home. Most of them did it on their own. Yeah, that's how that worked. They just saw it. You know, I worked at Jupiter and we had you know, big concerts, big events. When the band was done, we didn't tell people to leave. They just left. <laughs> and they were hitting up every other bar. Around 4 or 5 a.m., usually the house suit then would close. Venue would go a little later uh, and you know, stuff. And then you get the cheap shots where all the service industry people went. And that one little bar, the the older people that live in the historic district jogging and stuff the next day, they would see them. Like, oh, my God, all these people are out there at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's like, yeah, well... They got off work about two or three hours ago. <laughs> they haven't been out since, you know, four o'clock yesterday afternoon. Um, yeah, they, they've been they've been there for just a couple hours. But anyway, um, that was his recommendation. And honestly, he's right. That's the safest. The most dangerous time, the hardest time for the officers that are down here working all this is that closing time. When they kick everybody out of every bar. Now, my bar doesn't matter. Like, we're not a big factor in this. 75 people is our capacity. 
But the thousand at a house suit and thousand twelve hundred whatever at rounders and thousand down at Galettes and I don't know what seven eight hundred thousand down at Bear Trap and next door anywhere from three hundred to two thousand depending on how close the cops are watching them that day all go onto the street at the same time. Now let me give you another thing that I brought up in the ABLA meeting uh, on Wednesday was. Uh, when everybody leaves at the same time, as there's not a lot of parking down here and everything, uh, the biggest problem people aren't, it's not students. Students aren't the problem. Most of them live right around here. They're fine. The problem is people that come in from Bessemer and Atlanta and other places. Or pretty much all 1225's clientele. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so they're parked down here. And we were talking about that, and the Uber, and Doug from Houndstooth made the comment, I wish everybody Ubered in down here. I don't care that we have, don't have parking. And I pointed out, um, when all those people are going to leave at the same time, the surge pricing on Uber is so ridiculous, college kids wouldn't pay it. Can't pay it. For most of them. I can tell you, uh, as an example, is I don't, I don't Uber a lot, and... Uh, when I when I do, I'm not leaving at closing time with everybody else. I'm you know an hour after the bar, an hour before the bar, and but when we lost the national title game to uh, Georgia, our good friend Oliver Ezel, one of the owners of Galettes, and he does other things too. He has a lot of other things. Megan's husband, I think, is how most of y'all would know him, but uh. Megan's husband, he texted me and was like, hey man, I'm going home, I'll see you later. And about five to ten minutes later, he showed up here. And uh, I was like, this this isn't your home, you don't you don't live here, you went to the wrong place. And he's like, he showed me on his phone, the Uber surge, he lived on, on Rice Mine. Yeah, if you, and you know that's not far from yeah, the Strip. $157. He goes, yeah. He had one beer, one shot, sat there, talked to me. We talked about the game, talked about how we donkeyed it up, talked about what happened. Did not blame the injuries. When I Texas, we swallowed it. We, what could we have done? When should we have done this? We talked about what we did wrong. About 30 minutes, so 45 minutes. And then he... uh. He, he, uh, he's constantly refreshing the Uber and then it was about 20 bucks and he's like alright I'm going on home alright buddy I'll see you later and he left and that was that everybody that was sitting in here the 8 to 10 people we had they were all doing the same thing they were waiting on Uber to come down and so that's why think about this every weekend when we kick everybody out at the same time all those bar, all those people out there and a lot of them are trying to get Ubers now, you're encouraging drunk driving, which I do not. Larger cities, major cities have talked about how uh, there's some cities that they have a thing in place of the bar has to stop serving at this time, but then they get an hour until everybody has to be out. And I told them, that's a terrible idea. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to pay my staff to sit here for an hour when we have no income coming in. No, that's just not going to happen. We're going to, if we can't serve, 
They kicking them out. So we're fighting, fighting with them on this, and it's not going to the committee yet. There are about eight million more points. I could honestly do a three-hour-long podcast talking about why this is a bad idea. But here's the thing: they cannot give me one reason that it's a good idea. The stats show me; everything shows me that it's not a good idea to close them earlier. Because you're just going to have house parties. This is a, Alabama's a dram shop state. Okay? For those of you that don't know, that means we're liable, we're, we're responsible for every customer that comes in here. There, it was like two states left. I'm pretty sure we're the only one that's left now that's dram shop. That means there's no personal accountability. The world that most of the people live in on a daily basis where they have no personal accountability, that's Alabama. You come in, we overserve you. You get, you go out, you leave. You get in your car. You kill somebody. Me and the bartender might as well have been driving that car. That's why you get cut off. That's why we offer you cabs. That's why we offer you Ubers. That's why we talk to you about stuff. Yeah, we, we give you water. Well, when everybody can trickle out a little bit at a time, some people want to go home at midnight, 1 o'clock. Some people want to go home at 2 or 3. Some people at 4. Some people at 5. Not everybody's leaving at 1. Like some of the people, especially my friends around my age, they wanted to be home at 9. You know, it's like, so, yeah, everybody leaves at different places at different times. Now they're not all on the streets trying to get those Ubers at the same time. Now there's not a there's not an excuse. Well, Uber was like two hundred bucks, man. I ain't paying. I I can't pay a hundred bucks. I get it. All right, that's about thirty minutes on that. So I'm gonna. Uh, there's so much more. If you want to discuss more of it, you know what? I'm at Unique every day. Swing by. I'll talk to you. Now let's jump over to Ttown.me. We got one week left in the regular season. Okay. Third Dark Magic sitting on top of the table, 64 points. Um, projectile Dysfunction, Danny and them out of out of Hoppers are in second with 63. The Dark McCometh are also at 63. Now, uh, Dortmund will be ahead of Projectile when we get to Tuesday, but I'll get to that. Uh, the Dark's gone wild. That's Matt Jones and them. Uh, David Howard, Tui. Their team, uh, they they jumped up to fourth place with 52 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 54 points. Dutch United, my team, is sitting there with 52 and fifth. Biyah, who we, we beat last week, 8-4. to four. They're down to 49 and uh, sitting in sixth. Over the Hill Gang is with, in seventh with 37. The Dart side is at 31. Short chest Stinky Tips 29, Shits and Giggles 21. We have one week left. Now, before we get to that, Third Dark Magic, Dartman Cometh, a game from week three in May, has not been made up yet. They're playing it on Monday. Monday night. At the Red, at red Shed? Or not Tunnel. It's a Red Shed. It's a Red Shed. Hmm. So you expect them to be in first or second place going into the final week. Alright? Now remember, only the top eight make the playoffs. So two teams will get left out. 
So short chest and sticky tips and the dark side battling it out to, for that final playoff spot. Shits and Giggles has been mathematically eliminated, you know, which I like their team. I like their team a lot, uh, even though we haven't played them yet. So I might not like them next week because we played them in the final week. So I might, I said it today. Next week I'm like, I hate that team. No, I'm kidding. I didn't matter. Um, these are the final matchups. Like I say, we play Shits and Giggles here at Unique. And then uh, Over the Hill game comes here to play the Dort side. Now the Dort side... Another unique team. You know, Steve's in and out of town right now. Gator's in and out of town right now. Uh, I'm not really sure if Jess is still playing or not. Uh, uh, she played once this season. I don't really know about the rest. Uh, you got Tanner Barnes, Abby, and then John Wood. And, you know, they're, they're two points ahead. They're playing the over the hill gang. They, they're trying to hold on to an eight seed. We'll see what happens this week. Uh, who all will be there this week? It, it's crazy. And they forfeited the game earlier this year, which cost them a 7-0 loss. Um, so that's that's crazy. Um, the Dartmouth Cometh will go two hoppers to play projectile dysfunction. That's a 2-3 matchup. And definitely a possible possible playoff preview. So that, that could be a good one there. Um uh, Dark's Gone Wild, Matt Jones and them that are two points ahead of me right now. They're going across the street. They got to go to the other side of University Boulevard where Johnny Ball game and Michael Wallen, Sam Willingham, Anthony, Jacob, they're waiting. And so, B.I., one of my favorite teammates. I like B.I. Uh, Dark's Gone Wild will go play B.I. at the Houndstooth. Third Dark Magic will make their trip down the top shelf. Mm. Mallory, Denny, and and all them. Uh, I can go through the whole team. I'm not. I'm gonna stop. They uh they'll be down there. They're, that's gonna be a fun game. They're, they're a fun team to play. They're gonna drink now. Third Dark Magic. They're good. Uh. Are they as good as they have been in the past? Is this team better than they have been in the past? Well, we certainly don't think they're better because they don't have Coleman. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, as a team, uh, I, I, I can argue that they are. Uh, I think they are. Um, because Scotty Mack has, has definitely improved in the way he's throwing. Uh, Navarro is playing more and more consistent. And when he's in the lineup, he's tough, really tough. But uh, Keon, he went out of his mind against us. That was his best week, obviously. Uh, but there's a uh, there's quite a few uh, Nick Chichester, and, and when he, when he's healthy, he says he's feeling a lot better. Talked to him last night. Um, and then you got a few others. Uh, uh, Hammond's in there too. He's on the team. Um, and, and so you have a few other factors in there, but the team's good. Now, that Dortmund Cummins team, they're, they're good too. Hmm. There's a reason they win the finals last year against each other. Uh, now, a look at the MVP standings. Ryan is on top. Ryan has to play Monday night and Tuesday night to be eligible to win the award. 
because you have to play in half the games to be eligible to win the award. He's not only got to play, though, he's got to hit the numbers, you know? Uh, you, you can't have a bad night, like, you know, this late and, and recover. Meat is sitting right behind him. That's his teammate. That's tough. Scotty Mack is sitting there in third. Wes from Dutch United sitting there in fourth. David Howard is sitting there in fifth. Keon is sitting there in sixth. I'm right behind him, and I'm going to pass him because Keon's going to play both games, and I'm my average will be better for one game because I'm going to put it up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I'm sitting there, and then Hulse, then Navarro, and uh, so you're looking at, at those as, as the all-star uh, tournament, which would be a great field. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. Hmm. I really wish for about three or four weeks I had not forgotten how to throw darts. Because uh, I, I, had, I had a week this year where I was really bad. I've had a couple of weeks where I was not good. I have not been on it like I was the last two. Uh, the last two, I, I earned the MVP awards. Yeah. Now, the first one, I really you know cared about the stats more than I should have. Uh, the next one... I was just, yeah, I was, I was really, really on it, and I, uh, I earned it. This year, I did not get close. Uh, to the fact that I'm up there in the All Stars is only because I've had some big weeks. And here's the thing: there's a difference in throwing quality marks and in throwing winning darts. I would rather throw winning darts than quality marks. But the stats and the All-Stars and all that are based on quality marks. I threw winning darts last week. Later, on the second half especially, second page, I'm going to throw winning darts this week and through the playoffs. It's all about being hot going into the playoffs, right? We're going to ride it. Me, Wes, Keith, and Mac are coming. Maybe Chris. Maybe Chris. Somebody's not there. I don't know. Just lying in the weeds lurking. Maybe so. We're going to throw some winning darts. Anyway. Singles League's going on. I cannot break off Singles League down right now. All the games have to be played except for the final week by the end of Monday night, by Tuesday, because Tuesday starts the, the week. And with all the games that are out there right now, I can't even begin to break down the standings. Here's what I can tell you. I'm going to miss the playoffs. I'm not mathematically eliminated, but the laws of probability, I'm going to end up missing. And it is 100% my fault. I lost games and matches that I shouldn't have, and uh, I, you know, I, in my mind, I shouldn't have. Whoever I played against will tell you probably should have lost more. But uh, you know that's on me, and I can sit up here and make excuses, talk about mental focus, talk about what I was going on. I'll tell you, this summer has been one of the worst summers I've ever had. It has been awful. We're slow at the bar. People aren't here. My staff is in and out of town all the time, so I'm having to bartend a lot more. When I bartend, then I have to then do my job, my work, at night. Or so very early in the morning. So let's be real. At night, I'm sitting in the office doing that. It's miserably hot. I hate the summer for that. Um, and, and so getting games in and playing them, mental focus wasn't exactly there. And that's on me. But 
is what it is. I, I, I did it. I didn't throw straight and up to the level that I know I can. And so it is what it is. Uh, probably the highlight of darts for me so far this season outside of Team League is uh, in our tournament last Sunday, I was teamed up with Will Hollyhan and uh, we're playing it's, it's doubles up, 501 double out, and I have 167 left. And Will goes, as he, as he walks up, I went, I got it. He goes, if you take this out, I'll leave right now and go buy you a brand new car. I goes, okay. I stepped up, triple, first dart, triple 19, 57 score, 110 left. Second dart, triple 20, 60 scored, 50 left. Third dart, on the wire, single ball. Had to have the double ball, hit the single ball. Ah, Will's, uh, Will's, uh, butthole was pretty tight. <laughs> According to him. He was like, oh no. I was like, yeah. And you know, uh, his, yeah, so I'll leave him on 25, whatever. And that, that, that's what makes those tournaments on Sunday fun. And, we do a tournament here every Sunday uh, that's blind draw doubles. We do one on Thursday that's singles. Red Shed does their tournament on Monday. Hoppers does one on Wednesday. Uh, the best way to get into the league is go to these tournaments and play. And you'll meet league players. And you can start a team, form a team. You can get picked up on a team. A lot of, a lot of ways to do it. Hmm. Baseball is still going. Uh, I, I wanted to do this one today specifically for what I've covered. Uh, I will be doing a lot of these pretty quick coming up. College football is getting ready. You need to be looking at the futures odds. Uh, I'll just tell you, don't drink the Kool-Aid from a lot of teams. Uh, but I'm going to do one on, on my college football preseason coming up. I got NFL coming up. got draft coming up. We got MLB still going. Uh, I mean, look, the Yankees are in last place and they're on the other division. They're only three games out of uh, out of the second wild card spot. So, and you know, the, here's the here's the thing for the Yankees: you can't be sellers. You can never be sellers because you have the money and resources. You're buyers always. You're always buyers. You can never be a seller. So buy and make and especially they have to be so far out of it to be a seller. But they're not. Yeah. Oh, we're last in the division. Okay. Three games out of the second wild card. I promise you, you don't want to see them in the postseason, especially if they all get healthy. Because about half their roster has been injured all year. So keep an eye on that. Uh, and all, all the baseball. So you got a lot of fun divisions. Then you got the Comedy Central. Comedy Central's this year, as both Central divisions are trash. Uh, but there's some dangerous teams in the in the uh, AL Central. You know, whether it be Minnesota or uh, or uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Both those teams can be dangerous for you in the postseason. However, the NL Central, no, trash. Anyway, guys, that is my time. I have a lot of things to do. Uh, sorry we went longer than I, than I wanted to on uh, the political stuff. But I wanted to let y'all know what's going on. And let you know that uh, that Lee Busby, that is over the strip, is against our hours. Mm, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Now, a lot of them, I don't think midnight, I, I want to end it with this. I don't think midnight is going to happen. 
They're, they, they were asking for midnight. They were hoping for one because they're politicians and that's what they do. They don't just say what they want to do. You don't want that to happen. We want it to go the other way. Some of them have talked about uh, taking 3 o'clock down to 2 o'clock on Friday night, making it uniform across the board. Well, that's not uniform across the board, sir, because on Sundays we close at 10 p.m. But, all right, whatever. Um, we'll, we'll get into all that. But that is my time. As always, I want to thank y'all. Uh, if you would ever consider going to 1225, don't. Please don't. Because uh, I can't hang out with you then. See, you're known by the company you keep. And if you go there, you're not anybody I don't want to hang out with. So avoid it like the plague. We're right next door. Come on in. Anyway. <laughs> that's my time thanks for listening uh, I'll be back very very soon with a new one we'll get into sports and back to, back to what we do and talk about that but uh, thank you all very much as always I'll leave you with this shoot to score play to win and when you get married make for damn sure that you are the ugly one I'm Chris Cole.